You know my Jesus is all. My Jesus is all. Welcome to Sanctified in Truth with Michael York, a ministry of the Fairview Baptist Church in Ashland, Kentucky. Sanctified in Truth is a daily podcast for followers of Christ who desire to imitate Him and dedicate ourselves fully to the plans God has for us by deepening our love and understanding of God's Word. Our scripture reading today is Hebrews chapter 6, verse 9 to 12. As always, I want to encourage you to read the passage before you listen to the podcast. Following the writer of Hebrews warning these Christians about falling away by trusting their experience instead of trusting Christ, the writer says he has confidence in the reality of their salvation. The Bible presents three main criteria to point us to the assurance of our salvation. One piece of evidence is the promise of the Word of God. That is, God promises us nothing will separate us from His love in Christ. A second piece of evidence is the internal witness of the Holy Spirit, He reveals to us, He shows us we are children of God. The third piece of evidence is the one presented here, the reality of a transformed life. It's not the quality of the life that's the basis on which God accepts them, but it's the quality of their life that is the evidence of transformation that gives them confidence that they're His because they've been transformed. What evidence does the writer of Hebrews sees? Well, He sees love motivating their good works. Anyone can go through the motions of service, but only those who have glimpsed the unconditional love of God will reflect that love in all they do. As Christians, we always need to look behind the things we do and examine what motivates us. Another piece of evidence that the writer of Hebrews sees is the diligence of their life. They have an earnestness. They want this full assurance and they're willing to work for it. Just because salvation is a free gift doesn't mean we shouldn't be willing to put in effort. It is impossible to earn salvation. Let me say that again. It is impossible to earn salvation, but it is imperative that we work to show the value of our relationship with Christ. The third piece of evidence is their focus. They are a forward-looking people. These Christians are not focused on what they're leaving as much as they're focused on what Christ has promised them. For many Christians, people focus on aspects of heaven that are secondary to the real promise of heaven. The book of Revelation quotes Leviticus this way, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. This is the promise of heaven. It's not the absence of something that we look forward to in heaven. It's the presence of God. And God's people don't just want the absence of pain, sickness, or death. We want God. When that's our desire, we don't have to wait to heaven for us to pursue it. As we seek to think through the meaning, implications, and applications of this passage today, 
we want to ask ourselves our three basic questions. First, what does this passage tell me about God? So often we speak of God knowing the bad things that we do, and he does, but he also knows the good. The writer of Hebrews reminds us God does not overlook the things we do to honor him. So often in life we get frustrated because we think that we do good things and no one knows and no one sees. But God does. And as his people, we trust that to him. God sees the good we do. And in his way and in his time, he remembers them. God doesn't owe us because of anything we do. God's not obligated to do anything for us because we do good things. But God is so good, he still provides for us and does good for us. Don't ever think that your acts of faith and love go unnoticed. If everyone else misses it, God knows and God sees. Take comfort in that and let that be enough for you. The second question we want to ask is, what does this passage reveal to me about myself and about humanity in general? Being earnest does not only show the things that matter to me, they pull my heart towards those things so they matter more to me. For instance, we work on marriages because they mean a lot to us. But the more I work on my marriage, the more it means a lot to me. Well, the Christian life is like that. The writer of Hebrews calls us to work because effort is the means that God uses to pull himself ever closer to us. Our only hope is Christ. But the more we work on our relationship with him, the more we hope in him. The third question we want to ask is, what does this passage call me to do? The writer of Hebrews lets his audience know that they're not as capable as they might like to think when it comes to knowing what to do and how to live. He calls on them to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. We're to be imitators. What does this mean? One of the most helpful things that we can do in our Christian life is to find people to imitate. It's a big theme in Hebrews. He speaks frequently about us imitating Christ. And the reality is, as though we all know we're supposed to do that, imitating Christ can seem a little intimidating at times. So the writer of Hebrews also gives us human examples. That's what the whole 11th chapter of Hebrews is. I want to encourage you in two ways. First, let me encourage you to find people in your life that you can imitate. Maybe it's somebody who's a pastor, a Sunday school teacher, a deacon, a friend, some godly saint that you've watched follow Christ for years. Follow somebody whose relationship with Christ you admire. And throughout your life, think about how they would act and what they would do. Remember times you've seen them follow God and imitate them. But I also want to encourage you in another way. Find a Christian to minister you from a distance. Maybe this is somebody from history like a Martin Luther or Augustine. Maybe it's somebody more recently like Elizabeth Elliot, Corey Tinboom, Tim Keller. Through reading their works or biographies, you can invite them to shape your mind and life. These are obviously not people you would know, but they're people that God has particularly gifted to communicate truth. And as you watch them and read them and think about them, God can use their life to shape your own. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode of Sanctified in Truth. Join us tomorrow as we'll discuss Hebrews chapter 6, verse 13 to 20. May everything you say and everything you do today seek to honor God. 
And whatever you do, take comfort and know that Jesus has already prayed for you, that you would be sanctified in truth. Mm-hmm.